Welcome in. This is your Jock Market Power Hour for this week's BMW Championship. I'm Rick Game, and that right there, Joe Idoni. And Joe, here we go. A no-cut event right before the Tour Championship. The field is stacked. There's only 30 guys moving on. This is playoff golf. Yeah, week before the Super Bowl, uh, you got to win to get in or you got to play pretty well down to the top 69. So you mentioned no cut. Second leg here, uh, a lot of guys made a strong push to to make it into this week and all roads lead to Atlanta, right? All roads lead to Atlanta. The next hour or so is we is us diving into all things jock market. It's stock market DFS. It's the opportunity to buy and sell shares of golfers. But right now we are in the IPO phase, which means you can bid on golfers. And if your bid is high enough, you will be allocated those shares this evening, Joe. And uh, we have a man named John Rahm in this field, and he is certainly going to be a huge force as he always is. Yeah, he has ascended to the peak of the mountain right now. Uh, we've seen him in pretty much every other market available. Uh, the predominant favorite, he had I, what I would say was probably like his his B minus game last weekend, and still find him found himself right at the top in what ended up being like the strongest field of the the year in terms of a non major. So certainly deserving of every accolade. Um, Jock market's kind of unique or public sentiment where you may not see the gap. You may not see the $600 pricing gap. You may not see the, the, the three times the odds of the next best player. So you'll just have to kind of manage and, and see where that margin falls at the end of the night. We know he's typically popular here, but um, deserving of, of, of everything right now. He's on top of the world. We've got things to give away, uh, including $100 to the Jock Market. The way to enter that draw is to put your Jock Market username in the chat right now. You might as well just hit the like button while you're there. Make sure you're subscribed, all that good stuff. And five times throughout the evening, we will give away $20 a piece. If you have not deposited yet, go ahead and use the code POWER. That is the best deposit bonus available, up to $50 in a match. And, uh, Joe, I do want to kind of turn the the clock back a little bit to last week because uh I was thinking about that that stat that I'm sure everyone has seen to this point saying that you know 14 times in a row the 54 hole leader has failed to convert and I and I've held a couple of of those outright tickets on Sunday or in or in last week's case on Monday and it hurts and John Rahm was the one who let us down last week but only if you were holding an outright ticket because John Rom last Wednesday sold for $10.16 a cent a share and pretty easily returned you a profit of $7.84 a share because he got that payout of 18 bucks a share for finishing in third. Yeah, almost doubled your money on Rom. It was kind of weird like it was the it was so happy for Finau, right? It was a weird scenario where I can kind of see both sides, you know, a three-stroke lead, number one player in the world, going into the back nine. You know, it it felt a little bit like he may have lost that event, but I also think that Finau shooting a 30 on the back was him going out there and winning it. And we've seen it, like you said, 14 consecutive events. You got to go all the way back to Kiowa Island to find someone who's come through on a 54-hole lead. Great point. You don't have to win, right? Even at the highest price golfer in the field last week, he still almost doubled your money off a third place finish. So um, 
you see all the massive bumps there. Once again, we have a winner coming right out of that $5 range, second coming right out of that $5 range, which really seems to kind of be the, the sweet spot that we've zeroed in on over the last couple of weeks at least. Um, and then you have your low guys, right? Alex Noren with massive returns right there. Tom Hoagie with huge ROI. So, so many different avenues to play it. Yeah, and the um, <laughs> the idea that uh, last week with with all of the the great field and everybody who was moving in one direction, we get that again this week. You mentioned the sixty nine golfers uh, in this field because Patrick Reed is not going to be teeing it up, but uh, we're looking for thirty, and those guys from thirty one to forty have work to do. Those guys from twenty five to thirty have to kind of protect their spots. Did you notice anything different? kind of on the weekend, especially, or I guess into Monday, where, uh, you know, I think Keith Mitchell is kind of the great example of someone who knew their position, knew what they had to do and how it kind of impacted the results of that event. Yeah, birdie, birdie, birdie finish to get himself into this week is pretty clutch. I think that he's a guy you can kind of, I like this week. I just think that he's, you almost get the sense that you're sort of playing with house money at this point. Um, free rolling into another week. Obviously, confidence is riding at an all-time high. I know there were some other guys, I think notably I heard about Harry Higgs kind of lingering around the 10th there, trying to figure out how this thing was going to play out down the stretch. But yeah, the top 30, the Tour Championship is a big deal. It gets you exempt, I believe, into into the Masters if they do it like they did this year and some other big-time tournaments the following season. So definitely something to sort of keep an eye on as as things close down Sunday, we don't have a cut this week to worry about. So it's really about that Sunday finish for a lot of guys. One more thing before we move on to this week and the market mover segment, this IPO phase that we are in right this moment is going to end a few minutes before 9 PM Eastern time. And Joe, it ended very early last week. In fact, the boys over at jock market informed us that that was the ninth earliest uh, cash market close ever. So like that was yeah. a situation where, you know, I think people wanted to fill out their portfolio a bit more. Uh, they didn't get an opportunity. So this, this right now is the time you get your bids in, you have a proxy out there, right? If you bid your max, it's yeah. not going to immediately go to that price. It's going to move you up uh, incrementally as needed. So you don't want to be left holding on to your funds come 857. Yeah. Uh, it felt like it was the earliest we had ever seen. I was actually shocked to hear it was the ninth. Me too. Uh, but yeah, anytime you know that you know the window is there, make sure you have your stuff sort of locked in before that and you don't end up uh, with no shares of the guys that you really want. So it's important, you know, 854, 855, as we start to get closer, like you said, to really have your bids in place and then you can sort of monitor them through the closing 90 second window and see if you need to increase that bid potentially. All right, let's turn our attention to the BMW Championship, and this segment is called Market Movers. This is our opportunity to pick three different golfers across the spectrum of pricing and really take a stand on them. So we do penny stocks, mid-cap, and our blue chippers. Let's start... Let's start at the top tonight, Joe. Let's talk about those blue chip stocks. It's the playoffs. Let's talk about the big boys. Yeah, it's hard to go wrong with John Rahm, but I'm not going to go that boring this week i'm gonna go uh, out on a little bit of a limb and i like bryson i think everyone likes bryson this week i think the course sets up great for him uh, i really believe that where they have from what i've dug into a lot of these tee boxes back at you know the, the bunkers and the trouble in play is really in that 
range off the tee, uh, 270 to maybe 310. He's taking it right over all that stuff. I think the rough is going to to be negotiable for him, especially with the short wedge in. Made a ton of birdies last week, just made too many bogeys. But um, if he can sort of avoid that, I think that the upside is there, and I think things are trending nicely for Mr. DeChambeau this week. All right, Bryson DeChambeau for Joe. I'm going to go with Justin Thomas. The one thing that we know about JT in his career, Joe, is he trends, and he kind of shows us when it's coming, and I believe we are in the midst of one of those runs right now. He is back to hitting his irons and his wedges very well. The putter continues to be volatile, but that is on brand for Justin Thomas. He is playing to his DNA right now, and I think that is finally a good thing because we haven't seen him play all that well since his victory at the Players' Championship, but I think he contends in a big way this week. Let's go down to the mid-caps. Who do you like in the middle of this board? I like Paul Casey. Um, Here's why. So I think that he sets up really nicely for this course. Um, I like his long iron play. I like his ability to gain strokes off the tee. Four out of five of the previous events, he was a gainer in terms of ROI until last week, right? And when you dive a little bit deeper into it, He had one of his worst putting weeks of the year. Lost like seven strokes putting last week. Bent grass is typically his best surface. I expect if anything is going to bounce back quickly, we routinely see that it's the putter that fluctuates with a lot of these guys and and is quick to bounce back. If he's a level putter or maybe gains one or two strokes, I think that the other parts of his game are good enough and in good enough form uh, to have him really contend this week. So I like Paul Casey. In 16 cash markets, Paul Casey has returned on average a positive 27% ROI. So he is a routine winner in this format. He goes normally, Joe, for $6.65. That's his average IPO. You think he goes for more or less than that tonight? Uh, I think he goes for a little less than that. Strong field. Um, I think he's going to be right in that sweet spot, baby. $5 range. Uh, That's where I'm looking to get some PC shares. We will keep an eye on that. I'm looking to get some SS shares. That's Scotty Scheffler. And I think at this point, it is a young career for Scotty Scheffler, no doubt about it. But when the best players in the world get together, when we get playoff events or major championships or WGCs, there is a staple on the first page of the leaderboard, and it's Scotty Scheffler in his 24 cash markets. 24! This guy's played in 24 cash markets, on average returning 11.6% ROI. Again, a consistent winner a lot of that coming here recently like the uh three the, the the time that he tripled your investment at the memorial from six dollars to eighteen dollars so scotty scheffler is my mid-cap option for this week which leaves us with the penny stocks joe where are we going all right so i'm gonna shift gears here a little bit and here's why i was okay. gonna go lee westwood i had him queued up all day i've been really high on westwood this week I pulled up jock market right before we started the show, and he's the third highest price guy. So I'm hey, going to you, sh- you already blew it. You already talked about shift gears a little bit. I don't know if I did that to Lee, but uh, I'm sorry for anyone who was high on him this week. I'm going to shift to Sergio. Total driving is fantastic. He's still one of the best off the tee guys in the game. Um, last week was terrible, but if you open with a snowman. That set you off on the wrong tone, right? Uh, First hole last week, had an eight, was six over through five holes, really kind of, I thought, battled his way back. 
nicely last week, missed the cut. So maybe that provides an opportunity to, to get in a little bit early to a new golf course and sort of put in some additional prep work. Uh, and he's been like, if I told you he, he's been pretty solid lately, it, you wouldn't really think that at first glance, but in the jock market, he really has four of his previous five. He was not a loser. The one time that he lost was minus 16%. So rather minimally, uh, and you tend to be getting him right in that three, four uh, start to $5 range. I think he could make some sense this week. I've got a boom or bust penny stock. His name is Hudson Swafford. He is, I mean, this is, this is bonkers. It is, he is literally boom or bust here, but he gained a uh, 12 and a half strokes in the ball striking categories last week, by far the best in the field. He went for $2 and one cent last Wednesday sold for, or finished at $8 and 75 cents a share at the Northern Trust. The week before that, Wyndham Championship, he sold for one fifty-eight. Uh, finished the event at four dollars and thirteen cents. That is returning you a lot of profit. He is on average returning thirty-eight percent ROI in his twenty-three cash markets. I'm going with Hudson Swaff. The Swaff Buckler. The Swaff Buckler. It is about that time to unveil the big board. But before I do that, let me give away a little bit of money. And this one yeah. is going to go to Party Down. Party down. Congratulations. We'll get you all set up with your $20 to the jock market. If you too would like to be entered into a draw to win $20, go ahead and just drop your jock market username in the chat right now. And Joe, let me reveal the big board. And what do we got? A couple of things here. John Rahm is at the top. No surprise. Uh, however, I do have a surprise for you. We need to address it because it's all over the chat right now as well. Aaron Wise is the fifth pre-ranked golfer. Uh, let me read these to you in order. Kyle Morikawa, John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Aaron Wise. Uh, now, normally, I guess I wouldn't really care about what the pre-ranks for you know players are in, on, on most sites or most areas, but the pre-ranks are important on jock market. They're important in golf. And... Um, I mean, this is wrong. I'm happy to call it what it is. This is wrong. It's a mistake. I don't know how this could have possibly happened, but Aaron Wise is not the fifth best golfer in this field, but he now, because he has that Joe, do you envision this changing what his price would be tonight? Because he's going to break all ties except for four golfers. It definitely helps, right? It's funny Austin put it there. I saw who let Aaron Wise do the pre-ranks this yeah, week. Yeah, that's what it feels um, like. Or Aaron Wise is like, mom did them. Like, who did yeah. it? <laughs> uh, no, look, sometimes these these quirky little things come up. You just have to pay attention to them and sort of account for them when, when you're doing your bidding. I do kind of expect him to play well. He had a nice week last week at the Northern Trust. Um, he's had a couple of other pops earlier this year, including the Wells Fargo, at, which was at Quail Hollow, which a lot of people are using as a good comparative event for this week. Um, at the same token, obviously, the, the fifth rank pre-rank is, is an error somewhere, but uh, it's something that you definitely is noteworthy and you need to account for because, like you said, the, the, the ties aren't split evenly. Uh, Aaron Wise is going to he's going to outpay. Bryson, DJ, Xander, Louie, all of these guys this week. So it's definitely something to to note and keep an eye on uh, as you're making your bids. Yeah, so that's the Aaron Wise situation for this evening. We'll obviously keep a very close eye on him as the night goes on. But I've glossed over it. John Rahm is $8.79. John Rahm is almost certainly, Joe, going to break through the $10 mark. That is something that he has done in each of his last three starts. And in each of those last three cash markets, he has returned you a profit. So I expect, uh, and we were kind of talking about this before we went hot, 
rarely do you get a gap like this, right? Whether you look at the outright market or whatever, rarely do you get a gap as big as what the implied odds on John Rahm are and then the next closest competitor. I looked at the last five starts for him. He's gaining 10 strokes plus on the field over those five starts. Strokes gain total 10 plus. It's unbelievable. That doesn't even factor in the Memorial Tournament where he was forced to withdraw that he was steamrolling, or I'm certain that would be much higher than that. Um, The guys on another level right now did not putt very well last week, still finished third. Did not putt great at the Open Championship, still finished third. Obviously won the U.S. Open. You see there he's consistently going for the highest-priced guy uh, into double digits, and it doesn't matter. He's still a safe bet. He's still returning people money. Um, and he's, he's, it feels like, I don't want to go out too far to leap here, but like we had this run of DJ last year, you know, going into the tour championship where, where he was in the duel with Rom at the BMW and he had kind of won the Northern trust. This feels different than that. Even like, it feels like he's really separated himself to a degree from the pack. And these are some great players right behind him, but, um, no one's playing as well as John Rom right now. Yeah, let's let's talk about a couple of those guys, the great players behind. We talked about Justin Thomas already. We talked about Bryson DeChambeau already. That leaves us with Brooks Kepka currently at five dollars and fifty-two cents a share. If you're a buyer of John Rahm at that price, you're asking, or excuse me, of uh, Brooks Kepka at that price, you are asking him to finish twenty-first or better. Cam Smith just lost in a playoff last week to Tony Finau, and then you get into like Patrick Cantlay and Rory McIlroy. Is there anybody in this range that is catching your attention, or that you have already added to your favorites list for this evening? I like Rory. I like Brooks. I like them both. Um, I think that they both, their games should set up nicely here. Brooks is, so you know I keep a pretty good pulse on him throughout his round. He's close, but he's just, there's little things, right? It's it's bogeying the first hole of the day. It's not getting up and down for par in certain situations from the bunker that he normally should. I don't know if it's a focus issue, if it's just a small little adjustment, but it feels to me like he still doesn't have everything clicking and he's still finishing well. So when all of that stuff goes right, it feels like he's ready to win. I mentioned last week that I think that he's taking these FedEx Cup playoffs very seriously. Uh, I still feel that way. And Rory's kind of a weird situation where I think he was very popular last week because the ball striking numbers had been fantastic and he lost it, right? Yeah, I don't know what happened last week. But are you willing to sort of write that off as an anomaly and see a good bounce back spot for him coming into the BMW? Uh, yeah, because, uh, the vast majority, actually all of those losses on approach were in one round. It was a single worst approach mm. round of his career. He actually gained on approach, uh, in the three other rounds. It just still looked ugly. Cause I think he lost 4.6 or 4.8, uh, in round two. Now, I guess, how much of the coach speak, how much of the what you heard from Rory say today impact you? He he admitted he's tired. He said he's played too much golf. It's been a long year. He's testing new drivers. He threw his three wood off of a cliff or something. I don't know. Found the, the turnpike. Found the turnpike. Yeah. It's like what? Like <laughs> this does not give me a lot of confidence to hear Rory McIlroy say, go find my three wood. It's on the side of nine T box by the turnpike. 
I want to give it some credence and take it for what it's worth and, and believe in it. But I feel like we're so close. We've 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 been through this so many times where we're so close to the storyline where we hear it with Morikawa. Um, we hear it with Brooks, who's too injured. We hear it um, with Terrell Hatton, who says he's terrible going into the Palmetto and T2s. Like so many times it feels like when these guys say Bryson coming off COVID said I have no expectations and comes out and is Almost like stalking well. down pins. Yeah. Um, so, so many times I feel like like lowering their inner expectation on themselves sometimes can benefit the game a little bit. And maybe that's a mind game that he's sort of playing with the media and things are so messed up right now. I don't know what's going on. Here comes a six under opening round. <laughs> yeah, just bet Roy first round leader right now. It's like obviously <laughs> happening. Uh, remember, go ahead and drop your jock market username in the chat right now. We're giving away free cash. I've got plenty more to give away. I'll give the next run soon. Um, if you've already commented, go ahead and comment again. It, I, the app I use it, it removes the duplicates. So just do it again so it's nice and handy and make sure you spell it correctly because I've had a couple of inst- instances where I've sent the usernames over to the uh, to the jock market crew and people are, and they're like, ah, these names don't exist. So yeah, make sure, yeah, make sure you spell it correctly. Um, okay, so here's the update. We are already seeing John Rahm make a move here. So now now $9.50. If you are a buyer of John Rahm at $9.50, uh, you're asking him to finish 10th or better. What What's the price for Rahm? Uh, are we there? Are I mean, it's, it's this isn't going to stop here, but like what – what would be fair in a 69-player field? Remember, down to 69. Is it eighth? Is it seventh? Like, what's the line here? You know, with Rom, with the way he's playing right now, I feel like it's somewhere between 11 and 12 bucks, to be honest with you. Wow. Um, that's asking him to finish basically eighth or better, keeping in mind that, you know, if he finishes 12th, you're losing two bucks a share. But I feel like the upside in Vegas is telling you this. They're screaming this to you. They think that one out of six times this event is being played, John Rahm's going to win it and cash you $25 a share. Um, I think that he is the most likely person to come out victorious this week. So I think I don't mind if you like to play at the top, um, you know, going sub, going $11 plus on Rahm this week and expecting to, to, you know, finish up in the top five. Okay, we are seeing a little bit of movement on Brooks Kepka, $6.79. Since the last time I refreshed, we did get a little Victor Hovland sighting. Hovland uh, may be taking out some frustrations last week on the putter, ends up using his wedge on the putting surfaces for the last nine holes. I do not take anything away from that Monday final round. And Hovland is a guy that, this is weird because I, I love the upside. I know how good he is. I think he can win any golf tournament that he steps foot into, but he has now lost in five of his last six cash markets. And I think if you would have asked me that, I never, ever, ever would have gotten that correct. That's interesting. Um, I wouldn't have gotten that correct either. You're right. I'm not going to put too much into the Monday frustrations. It seems like a lot of guys out there had a little bit of a case of the Mondays, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, uh, they certainly did. Uh, there were some frustrations boiling. I think some of it honestly stemmed from, you know, we, this is another topic, but I think that the tour made a mistake by not playing 36 holes on Saturday. And I think that that frustrated a lot of the players. They had to stick around another two days. Now they're on a short prep week going to a new course during the middle of the playoffs I think that frustrated a lot of them heading into that round. So 
look, we know Victor. Like, he's going to bring it. He's so good off the tee. This should be a great spot for him, but certainly an interesting note that the the sentiment on him has been higher than the returns over the last month and a half. Yeah, those guys were not happy to be pent up in their hotel yeah. rooms and then going to a course they've never seen before. That's that is obvious. Okay, as we go below the five, the you know the five dollar range into the four, Xander Shoffley makes an appearance, uh, but you also get some uh, some names like Cameron Tregale or or Shane Lowry. Is there anybody kind of here in this four fifty to three fifty dollar range that you're going to be targeting this evening? So I may be off on this right now. I may need to do a refresh, but I'm quite, you know, yeah, I kind of want to get your take on this. The number one pre-ranked player is Colin Morikawa. Yeah. He had a terrible week last week by his standards. Lost pretty much across the board. Was a totally uncharacteristic Morikawa type of tournament. He's yeah. dealing with a little bit of the, the tightness in the back or whatever it may be. Um, are you concerned what do you think that does to to his ipo price tonight so i think i am much more bullish than most are and that i don't know how much that is but um there's a lot going on here so what we heard on the telecast was he injured his back in tokyo which is absolutely true and and it's funny you can literally see that in his stats i mean this is the only stretch of golf in his career that for three straight events he has been a zero or a a, a loser on approach he never had back-to-back weeks where he's done that this is now three in a row so that makes sense but the way that i understand it and this was not really elaborated on but the way that i understand this joe is yes he hurt the back in tokyo but the back is feeling better but what he had to do, as we've seen guys do, is kind of adjust their fundamentals a little bit and adjust their game. And he got a little out of whack. And now he misses the cut, but he's had some time to work with his coach, Rick Sessinghouse. And I, I think he's a quick learn. I think he gets back on track quickly here. I think he's one of the highest leverage players in the field because we know he's got that upside. It just reminds me of him saying, I can't get my irons through the turf like all over again from a couple of weeks ago. I know uh, he's young. I'm not worried about like chronic back issues with him at this point. I think that he'll bounce back fine. I think you hit the nail on the head with it messed with a little bit of his mechanics. Like I noticed it early on in the round. Like he was hitting what looked like normal drives that were going like 280 yards. Like he was well behind his two playing partners. And I, I don't know if it was Colt Dose or somebody else that brought it back. That was like, I, like Colin just, seemed like he hit that solid in the one hole he hit like a three wood 200 so he was like much shorter than he normally is um and i just wonder if he wasn't able to fully get through the ball and was swinging just a little bit easier to take it easy on the back i think that he's gearing up um and knows that he's sort of locked into east lake and and that's what his focus is on is is getting that tour championship in which it should but this is the final stage to gear up for that um, I think it could be a, a decent buy low spot for Morikawa. All right. We'll keep an eye on his uh, IPO price tonight because I'm very interested to see where he goes. Uh, let me give away a little money, this time to Guitar Guy. Congratulations, Guitar Guy. Right. You are now a money guy because we will be getting $20 into your account in the next couple of days. If you, too, would like to be entered into a draw to win 20 
Jock Bucks. Go ahead and drop your Jock Market username in the chat right now. And I'll give it away three more times this evening. Joe, we're about, oh, I don't know, 15 to 19, 15 to 17 minutes away from this IPO phase closing. So let's scroll on down the board and see if we can find some value. Sub 350, Lee Westwood, you mentioned you like earlier. Sung JM is here. These are the real value golfers on the slate. And normally, these are your scrubs with only 69 in the field. All of these guys have earned their spot here. Most of them are playing well. I think this is a range we should be targeting. No doubt about it. In a shortened field, you know, basically top 50 and up are going to pay out more than $1 this week. So the payout structure has changed a little bit with only 69 guys in the field. You don't have the cut to worry about. So really you need to finish um, in that top, what call it 70% of the field in order to, in order to cash this week. There's some great options. Um, I think Webb is interesting. I think Max Home is interesting. Keegan is actually playing really well and should set up nicely for a course like this. Uh, I mentioned Keith Mitchell earlier. Jonathan Vegas has been on a great run of just tee to green, ball striking, greens and regulation. Like he's doing everything really well. When I ran a little stat model earlier this week, I was shocked at how high he ranked out in it. Jason Kokrak, I think, has some good comps. Um, Obviously, is having a great year, great bent grass putter. So I definitely think if you sort of isolate this individual range from basically $2 to $4, you're going to find some poppers this week. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, let's see. There was one other name down here that caught my attention. Oh, yeah, it's Phil Mickelson. And John brings it up in the chat. And uh, nothing gets by John, Joe. He has noticed that you are often quite the investor of uh, Mr. Phil Mickelson. Now, he is at I'll, – I'll refresh this in a second. But he is literally at $1. Will you be <laughs> – taking your hard-earned American currency and spending it on Phil Mickelson this evening? Yes, a dollar and two cents. Yeah. Uh, what what do you the economy. Uh, did he just go up in price? No, I'm just, I don't know. I'm going to refresh Okay, a dollar and two cents, Rick. If he finishes dead last, you lose two cents a share. Like sure. there's nothing to, absolutely nothing to lose there on any of those guys. Matt Jones, Stuart Sink, uh, we'll see where they kind of end up, but – no, he's not playing good, but he wasn't playing good when he, when he won at Kiowa. He wasn't playing great when he finished 17th at the WGC a couple of weeks ago and doubled the money. Uh, he's very hard to pinpoint. He seems to really, if he can find something early, sort of tend to play well. If not, it just goes downhill bad, but there's no cut to worry about this week. Probably his last uh, his last big stand of the season, potentially this week. We mentioned the ability, to, I think, to, to just pull driver a lot and, and get away with it here, which is kind of what I feel like a lot of these guys are going to do. Sometimes Phil plays well in those situations. Look, a dollar and two cents, you have absolutely nothing to lose there. All right, let's go back to the top of the board. Thanks for the question, John. <laughs> Uh, John Rom still hanging tight at 951. We are seeing movement from Jordan Spieth, and this is a name that um, I'm a little bit puzzled with this week. He is the fourth pre-ranked golfer. He's currently going for $5.50 a share, which is asking him to finish 21st or better. Outside of um, the two, the final two rounds at the Northern Trust, Jordan Spieth has been significantly one of the best players on tour this year, but after watching him drive it like me over the final two rounds, like I I'm, I'm worried. Should I be? 
Listen, I saw the I saw the vlog, buddy. You're 290 right down the pipe every time. <laughs> Give yourself a little bit more credit. That would be but nice. speed. Uh, I it's, part of me feels like volatile speed is we're starting to see some elements of that returning where like even when he was playing bad he was having these great rounds and then like speed saturdays became a thing where he would just like blow up um two eagles in a round followed by two triples in a round you're right the ball striking hasn't been as good quite as it was but really i think the accuracy off the tee has has kind of left him at the moment he's a little bit searching um, we always mention there's a price for everybody, and there certainly is for one of one, a guy like Jordan Spieth. But um, I, if he's up near the top, I tend to like other guys upside a little bit more. We are about 10 to 12 minutes away from this IPO phase closing. I'll give away a little bit more money here shortly. But, of course, uh, John Rahm trending towards that $10 mark. We've got Brooks Kepka making a move near the top of the board. And we've got, oh, got a little bit of a Phil Mickelson bump. He is now up to $2 thanks to the support from you, Joe. But uh, as I look over this, uh, there is one very big name. Dustin Johnson going for $5.01. Now, I am not lost on the fact that last week, Joe, was the cheapest Dustin Johnson has ever been, $7.05. And let me tell you, he disappointed. So are we on the verge in a smaller field of another floor week of pricing for Dustin Johnson? Man, it's funny you mentioned him because I literally had him pulled up on my screen. Like, what's he doing down here under Tringale and Na and Connor's name? But, man, yeah, I don't think he gets to 705 this week. You know, we're, what, 10 minutes out? Um, he's interesting. I, I feel like this course is would be great for him. Uh, take driver. It's a, it's a right-handed faders golf course from what the 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 club pro had said over there so he could play his little stock cut off the tee and carry a lot of these bunkers all the par fives are going to be easily reachable for him i just it's it's something's up right now but it feels like a guy of his talent level when the star starts to fall a little bit down the board it's usually a wise decision to grab him man i just I think he's I I think he's one of the most fascinating golfers of the year because you mentioned you mentioned that run at the end of last year where he was unbeatable and now he is on the verge of well has he won every season or every year for like the last decade? I can't remember. I think it was it was I don't know. It's one of those two, but you're right. It's been it's been since the Masters, right? Right, which I guess technically was I don't know. I can't remember if that was this season or last That was November Masters. Right. And, so, but here we are. I mean, even 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 if he just like he could just go twelve months without winning, that's going to be shocking to me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let me give away a little bit more money. And um, believe it or not, I'm not sure we've ever. Donnie baseball, you have been in the chat for however long. Thank you. I'm not sure we've ever given you money. I'm looking over my my thing here. Congratulations. We'll get $20 into your account in the next couple of days here. I've got two more to give away. I will give uh, one away after this IPO phase closes around nine Eastern and then one before we sign off um, a little bit after that. So that'll be how we run it. Congratulations to you, Donnie. Make sure for everybody else to get your jock market username in the chat right now. Joe, we are about seven to nine minutes away. 
from this IPO phase closing. And how are or are you kind of adjusting your exposure, your portfolio, your targets for this field with no cut and only 69 golfers in it? Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to stick to sort of my strategy, which is basically five to seven guys. I'm a little bit more willing to, I think, go down lower on the board, seeing that um, you know more than half of this field is going to pay out over a dollar a share. Now that all kind of depends on price point, but you know usually these events are won by the names up top. But like we've seen so many times, the the beauty of jock market is you don't have to win. Um, if you get a guy for two dollars a share and he finishes thirty sixth, uh, you're making money. So there's plenty of different avenues to sort of to to play it. Uh, I'm going to grab a couple, I think, in that $5 range just because we've seen so many like winners come right out of there. Kisner, Finau, Answer, like all of these guys have have just come right in that little sweet spot. Uh, maybe it's a little bit of sign, so we'll see right around that $5 mark, um, you know, who ends up there. It's been, it's been the sort of the lucky charm. Well, I don't think you're alone in that strategy because look at all the guys piling up in the $5 range. Daniel mm-hmm. Berger, Xander Shoffley, Victor Hovland. The bottom of it is Paul Casey, Tony Finau, Hideki Matsuyama, Dustin Johnson, Scotty Scheffler. All, all the big boys are in there. Um, Louis yeah. Ustazen is five and a quarter. Five dollars and twenty-five cents. If you want to, if you want to plug your ears, uh, Louis also gave us some great quotes here on this Wednesday talking about his neck and that's why he's had to withdraw uh the last two weeks and he actually couldn't even finish the pro-am joe he had to walk the last four Poor guy. Pro-am. this <laughs> is like red alert red alert red alert louis gonna win this week is it <laughs> yeah louis gonna win or louis gonna withdraw at midnight um one of those two <laughs> things are, are probably likely to happen but um Louie's been awesome in jock market awesome. like this awesome. whole season and he hasn't won but obviously we know that but ever since basically uh like the waste management he's been returning steadily um and has a couple of little dips in there but even them like even at the WGC the last one he finished 17th and he only lost you eight percent before that plus 104 plus 113 plus 172 there's a plus 260 in there like he's been tremendous uh there's a ton of green on that screen and this is a great place to sort of get you a little bit of of leverage on a guy like Louie. If the jock market guys could could sponsor one golfer, do you think Louie <laughs> would be the right guy? Because it's like, hey, well, now that female won. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you don't win, you can still make money with this guy. And it's Louie, like that could just be like their ad campaign. Yeah. <laughs> right? yep. Jock market and UPS just on both sides. Uh he'll be he'll be set for life. I love it. I love it. All right, Joe, we are at, uh, by my clock, 8.53 Eastern time. And I want to make sure you have plenty of time here because this might be another early close. (laughs) I don't want to... I want to give you an opportunity to empty the account. So the way that we do this is uh, Joe goes and does his thing right now. And then he lets me know when this IPO phase is closed. And then we look at his portfolio and we talk about it and we see if he got good deals or bad deals and all that good stuff. So we are going to bid Joe adieu right now. And I'm going to take you the rest of the way here because we are four to six minutes away from this IPO phase closing around. 8.57, we enter a 90-second window where there is just a random at any time the jock market can close. And no surprise to be this late in the game and see John Rahm at the top 
of the board. Now, $10.55, meaning if you're an investor of John Rahm at $10.55, you need him to finish eighth or better to return you a profit per share. Right behind is Justin Thomas. It was very quick, one good week, and the sentiment is back to being positive on Justin Thomas. He's the third pre-ranked golfer behind only Colin Morikawa and John Rahm, and an eighth, an $8 per share price would indicate that he needs to finish 13th or better to return you a profit, followed up by a pretty significant gap down to Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau in the upper $6 range, and Colin Morikawa in the mid-sixes. Colin Morikawa enters this evening as the number one pre-ranked golfer. That means if there is a tie at any position and Colin Morikawa is involved, he is getting the full price payout for that position right behind is another las vegas boy it's xander shawfley at six dollars and ten cents if you're a buyer of xander at 610 you are asking him to finish about 19th or better and i want to give this big board a refresh here because by my clock it is 855 meaning we are about two to four minutes away from this IPO phase closing. So things are about to get real spicy. Make sure your notifications are turned on. You're probably getting outbid. Make sure you're getting back into the market right now. And if you have a moment, go ahead and drop your jock market username in the chat right now because I'm giving away more money at the end of this. John Rahm holding tight at 1055. Justin Thomas holding tight at $8. Kepka and Bryson are moving up the board. Roy McElroy is moving up the board. $6.10 are easily, I think, one of the most uh, divisive golfers of the week, depending on what you did with Rory last week. It might skew your opinion on him this go around. And then you see someone like Tony Finau. $5.55 is the only sport in the world where we punish the guy who was the best player in the world last week. Tony Finau back at it again after closing last week at $5.75. Of course, with his $25 per share payout, he returns you quite a bit of cash if you were an investor in Tony Finau. We're seeing Corey Connors and Sam Burns make a little bit of a move up. They are living in that very magic, that great return range of $5. And I'm going to try to give this board one more refresh here. Because I've got 9.56 and 30 seconds. And we are certainly trending towards close right now. This IPO phase can close at any point in the next two minutes or so. So make sure that you are emptying those bids. And John Rahm is still on the move. 10.69, you can't stop him now. He is on the move. He's flying up the board. He's going to try to break through the $11 mark, something he has done a couple of times already in his cash market history. Justin Thomas, $8.50. He's on the move. Dustin Johnson, we're going to keep an eye on him because he is still 50 cents away. No, more than that. 80 cents or so away from the lowest he's ever been, or we are going to break a new record for floor tonight on Dustin Johnson. You look at someone like Scotty Scheffler, He's actually reasonably priced at $6.12, considering the fact that he has gone for $7.35 a couple of weeks ago, $6.75 at the Open Championship, $6.88 last week. But Scotty Scheffler still hanging below his price from last week, where he finished T43. We are in that window right now. This IPO phase can close at any moment. This is a 90-second window, so it's not going to last any longer than that. I'm going to try to sneak one more quick refresh in here and see if I can get it before Joe gives me the signal. Oh, he leaned forward. I thought he was telling me it was over. It's not over. We might be over. Hold on. I just got an error trying to make a guy. Yeah, I think we're closed. Closed. Shut it down. Shut it down. I tried to get one more refresh in. I could not shut it down. The IPO is closed. Okay. So we are going to let the dust settle here. And I'm going to give the big board a refresh and all that good stuff. But we're going to see how 
This all turned out for you, Joe, in just one second. And I'm going to give away some more cash. Don't tell us who you got, but did you did you get what you wanted? I think so. I'm trying to wait for it to come over into holdings, but I think I missed out on, on one of my guys at the last minute down in the lower range. I did, but I got my guys up top that I really wanted. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. While I let everything refresh, let me give away a little bit more money here. And this one is going to, I have the comments saved right here. Carol Crushes. Carol Crushes, congratulations. We will get you set up with $20 in your account in the next one to 100 business days. Um, so don't email me in three hours and ask where that money is. We will get that over to you as soon as possible. And I've got 20 more dollars to give away. So if you are uh, waiting, if you would like to enter that draw, you can go ahead and drop your Jock Market username in the chat right now. Joe, it's about that time. Let's learn who is in your portfolio for this week's BMW Championship. So I got a couple guys up top. Uh, Xander, Brooks, Rory. Wow. All three of them. Uh, Xander, I, I wanted this week. Uh, Brooks kind of just was uh, jumped up to 679 very early on. I feel like with 20 minutes to go and just sort of stood there. Uh, so I grabbed 20 shares of him late. And then Rory, I wanted Rory. I got six twenty-five. Uh, that would mean that Rory essentially has to finish what eighteenth or better to pay that off. I think right. that he's playing a little bit coy with the uh, "I'm tired" and "I'm over this," and I just think that uh, it could set up well for him. The five-dollar man, uh, the guy that I'm going with is Corey Connors. So I lost Paul Casey at the very end. He ended up jumping up. Still got some shares of Corey Connors, $5.10. We've seen that be the sweet spot. And the only other guy that I got, because I missed out on a couple of other penny stocks late, was the low. I just went with the lowest price guy on the entire board this week. We'll Let me see guess. if that works out for me. Uh, I saw or I saw 15 minutes ago it was Charles Schwartzel. Did he end there? No, it's okay. Lucas Glover. Lucas Glover. Okay. Lucas Glover. So I'm, I'm trying a little something here. Just take the absolute lowest price guy and see if he can pop. Those are my five. Uh, love to hear who you guys got as well. Drop them in the chat. I like seeing that stuff. Yeah, Michael Van Veen says 50 ROMs that Jock Market thinks are only currently worth $5.89 a share. No, they're worth more than that. Michael, oh, yeah. congratulations. Uh, we'll see how those go for you. And Joe's portfolio, Xander, Brooks, Rory. Rory, oh, well, how about this? Rory, Corey, and Lucas Glover. I like that. That is Joe's portfolio for the BMW championship. And I will now reveal the big board. John Rahm, as expected, the most expensive golfer on the slate, $10.69, which means Joe, he needs to finish eighth or better. Kind of where we were targeting that. It was more expensive than he was at the Northern Trust. It's more expensive than he was at the Open Championship. It's a little bit, this is amazing. It's cheaper than he was at the US Open in a full field cut event major. John Rom was more expensive at Tory than he is this week. So I still think if you're a Rom buyer, you might have got a good deal. Yeah, you got to go up there and, and get into those double digits. But if you got the money in, in the account to go after him, yeah, I still think it is a good deal. You're right. He's playing the best he's ever played right now. And we talked about it enough, really separated himself from the pack. So even at $10 and whatever it is, 69 cents feels pretty safe. 
No one between John Rahm and Justin Thomas, who came in $2.19 cheaper at $8.50. And then another sizable gap, $1.25, down to Bryson, who if you told me at the beginning of the night, Joe, that Bryson was going to be the third most expensive golfer this evening, I'm not sure I would have believed you. Obviously, sentiment has improved on Bryson in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and, and I liked him. I did not think he was going to be the third highest priced golfer, which hence the reason I kind of went Xander right under him. And the reason is is Xander, I think, is just much more steady and safe. Like Bryson, we see this where we see the really good and the really bad a lot more. Uh, Xander just feels very steady and was a little bit cheaper than him, uh, in which I liked. He's basically the number two guy on most odds boards this week. So I felt like you're getting a little bit of value on him down here in, in like the low $7 range. We mentioned Xander. Colin Morikawa did finish at $7.02, so people are saying they're willing to take the risk on Morikawa. That price really only asking him to finish 15th or better, so the top quarter or so of this field. And uh, it happened, Joe. It happened. Dustin Johnson this evening has just sold for his rock bottom price, $6.88, and I hate to say it, I, I think it's deserved, right? Yeah, I mean, yes, it's deserved that he's that low. Honestly, though, I'm surprised he went for more than Rory. Like Rory, okay, so the cheapest Rory has ever been was, if I'm doing these numbers right, were $5.76, in which case he made you money. Any time that he's basically been sub $7, which is very few, he's returned a profit. And I feel like his game... Look, he has the win at the Wells Fargo, which a lot of people are using as a good comp this week, not only for yardage, not only for Tom Fazio, but I think the course just looks very similar. So he has a more recent win. I think the current form for Rory is also better than DJ. So for him to be cheaper, uh, I you know the, the price, the sticker price on DJ certainly leaves a lot of room for upside. But for me, it came down to him or Rory McIlroy, and I just felt Rory was the better bargain. It is interesting because the low on DJ uh, is still higher than Brooks went for tonight. Spieth went for Rory McIlroy yeah. went for. So yeah, when you start looking at it that way, wow, that's I'm, I'm surprised in a couple of different directions. Yeah. Um, further down the board. So I don't know if any of these guys stand out to you. Maybe Finau because he won last week. He went for 570. I don't see anything ridiculous ridiculous or atrocious but this pricing looks this looks good to me right is there anything that jumps yeah, out it looks pretty good i mean one guy that, that we kind of always talk about when this thing closes and we're a little bit um not shocked but we're a little bit like it, it makes us raise our eyebrows at his prices hideki um did not play well last week that said it wasn't all that long ago that he was in a playoff at the wgc um won the masters and like I've put a couple of like I don't I don't think Augusta National is a terrible comp for this place. Augusta that we see today I said earlier and caught some heat for but it's basically a Tom Fazio course. He redesigned 14 of the 18 holes. Um it has the tee box to green elevation drastic changes that a lot of this course has. It's basically the exact same yardage as Augusta. It's all bent grass, 7,500 yards, par 72. Like I see a lot of similarities there, and I feel like Hideki is a guy that is perpetually 
underpriced in this type of environment. Yes, I would agree with that sentiment. Okay, Sergio Garcia was your penny stock option for this evening. He went for $3.84, which at $3.84, you're asking him to finish 28th or better. My penny stock was Hudson Swafford, $3.26. He, that means he, you're asking him to finish 30, about 31st or better. How do you feel about those two? Lost out on Sergio at the last minute. I wanted it. The other guy that I lost out on in the last minute was Cam Champ. Um, I had like a low $3 bid and he kind of shot up at the very end there. So those were my two like sort of penny stock guys that they got just out of my reach in the final uh, closing seconds there. A no-cut event, Joe, usually leads to a lot of movement, uh, and especially because all we have heard, the thing that I've heard reiterated time and time again about Caves Valley is risk-reward. And when something like that presents itself, you can have a huge separation in scoring on any given day or over the course of four days if things go your way if you're just a little bit if you're just a little bit off things can add up very very quickly so the live trading portion of this uh, i feel like will have a lot of movement this week yes um so i agree there's risk reward i think there's a couple of potentially drivable par fours the par five should be in reach for most of the field right around 560 570 yards um, I think that one thing maybe that's noteworthy and the people that I've talked to that have played here and been here is the opening stretch is the easiest part of the course. So the first basically five holes, I think you're going to see some guys jump out to really, really strong leads. We may see some guys get to four or five under through the first five. Um, and then the course sort of stiffens toward the back end. So just maybe something to, to sort of pay attention to um, if you see guys and you see an opportunity there. All right, let me give away a little more cash before we get out of here. And remember, if you want even more, uh, there is a promo code. It's called POWER. That will give you up to a $50 deposit bonus. It is the best code available, so I suggest that you use it. And the final $20 for this evening goes to Statwalla. Statwalla, congratulations. We'll get that over to the team over at Jock Market. We'll get your account credited as soon as humanly possible. Joe, it's this week. Then it's the tour championship, which is going to be very interesting because with 30 golfers, uh, there's a lot of now, wait, do we, do we have any idea yet in advance? They're not going to use the starting strokes, right? I believe at last year – actually, I can look this up. Last year's tour championship was what we say is the shadow leaderboard, which is yeah. the the no-stroke version of that. Is that accurate? That's how I remember it. I know that you have the data there, but, yeah, I remember it, which I guess would have been Xander, right, that won the shadow leaderboard last year and not DJ. So he did, but the, the, the C – I'm going to have to double check this because the payouts that I have say DJ got the full $25 uh, payout, but I, but for sure Xander won the shadow leader, but I know that for yeah. sure. Uh, but the payouts that I have, I'll have to confirm with them that this is correct, but I would, oh, now I'm even more confused because I was, I was very sure it was the shadow leaderboard, but if it's, if it's using starting strokes, then we are, there is going to be a, ton of calculations next week because there's yeah. a built-in value for golfers 
Definitely. Uh, I'll have to run some numbers. Maybe I'll put the spreadsheet out there. But yeah, we're building in starting strokes. We'll talk to the guys this week. Yeah. Make sure we get it ironed out so that we're very clear. Uh, be here next week at 815 and we'll make sure to get you dialed in. If they use starting strokes, uh, it will be the largest, most valuable cash market ever because everyone will screw this up. And the people that have the calculations and understand what the prices are because so-and-so starting at 10 under or like that. It, I, I hope they use starting strokes just for we'll the see the highest thing. price ever, right? Whether it's Rom or Morikawa, I think is are the two guys that are right up there. Like if they start number one, we're going to see them probably go for $14, $15 a share, I would imagine. I will nerd out if they use starting. So we're going to do like a four hour show. It's going to be absolutely crazy. Uh, all right, Joe, always fun. Uh, you can follow Joe on Twitter at tour picks. You can follow me at Rick run. We are back same time, same place next week for the tour championship. But for now I'm looking for my end screen. Good luck. Goodbye. See you soon.